What's going on, family? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to another edition of The Faction. It's your man, Gerard Bonner, GB, whatever you like to call me. Hopefully, it's good. It's great to be with you guys today. I hope that you're having an amazing start to your day and that you've been having an amazing week. Yesterday, of course, 2-22-22, all sorts of cool things that happened yesterday. Well, today's 2-23-22, still in a palindrome week. And guess what? Great things can still happen. So I hope you didn't limit the greatness to just yesterday. There's more great things to come. And with that said, I want to say a big thank you to all of you who continue to support what we're doing on The Faction. I say it every time we get together because I don't take it for granted. There are a ton of pro wrestling podcasts that are out there. The fact that you choose us on a regular basis is something that I don't take for granted. So thank you so much for your continued support of all things connected to the faction. I want to shout out some of the cities that have been rocking with us all month long. It's been really quite amazing and astounding to see. But the top three cities so far for the month, and that could change with just a few days left, Monroeville, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and Chicago, Illinois. And shout out to Ireland and Belgium, along with, of course, the U.S., who are our top countries as well. And I'm intrigued to see how the month is going to finish. If you have people in your area that you'd like to see your city be the top city for the faction in the month of February, just point them this direction, right? So again, thank you for following us on the socials at The Faction Show. Thank you for subscribing to our podcast. And if you've not done so, you can do that right now, wherever it is that you're listening to us, be that Spotify, Apple, Google, or your favorite space. We certainly appreciate you hanging with us. All right, so today we've got a couple of spaces that we're gonna spend some time. I first wanna start at NXT 2.0. Now, we don't talk a lot about NXT 2.0 here, but part of the cool thing about this podcast is we love to talk about all things wrestling. So we aren't just a podcast that focuses on the big two. We're going to focus on as many spaces as possible to not just keep wrestling thriving, but to bring awareness so that you can see what you might like, what you might not like, what you may want to pay attention to. So a couple of things. First of all, NXT 2.0 last night officially announced NXT Stand and Deliver, which is their new WrestleMania weekend offering. And I say new because last year it was NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. This year it's NXT Stand and Deliver, and it will take place on WrestleMania Saturday, which is a completely different ballgame for NXT. Historically, NXT's takeover right before WrestleMania usually happens the night before. Last year, NXT was in a two-day space where it happened Wednesday and Thursday right before WrestleMania. So those were the deals. That's how that happened. It's obviously a much different NXT for some obvious reasons. And so with that said, NXT Stand and Deliver happens WrestleMania Saturday. We don't know any of the matches that will take place. We do know that it will air on Peacock Live. And this should be very interesting. It's the first time that NXT 2.0 has gone on the road. And this, again, is a bit different. 
than the original incarnation of NXT or the first part of the second version of NXT. So let me just explain what I mean. NXT in its embryonic stages was kind of like a reality competition show. It really wasn't a wrestling show per se. There was some wrestling on there, but there was more competition. There were eliminations, all of that kind of thing to determine an NXT champion. Then it morphed after it left sci-fi and it morphed into being a full-on promotion or brand, but it was very clear that it was the developmental brand of WWE moving away from OVW and FCW. Then once the WWE Network showed up in 2014, NXT moved from Hulu over to the WWE Network, became the first live broadcast on the WWE Network, and we were off to the races. Triple H is leading all things NXT. His vision for NXT is likely what his vision for WWE would have been, but that's another story. It ballooned into an incredible space for pro wrestling. Lots of indie names were signed. Lots of great talent was signed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it moved us to the point where we were last year in 2021, where NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver was the first ever two-day takeover for NXT. Day one happened live on the USA Network and was also simulcast on Peacock. Day two was exclusively on Peacock. And it was a happening, an absolutely incredible two days of NXT TakeOver. Now, little did we know that that would be one of the final takeovers of NXT, as of course, later in the year, NXT would be completely revamped, some would say gutted, and NXT 2.0 would be born. NXT 2.0 has not traveled on the road. NXT 2.0 is very much developmental. What will they do in Dallas? I'm actually intrigued because, you know, WrestleMania fans, particularly the ones who go to other shows outside of WrestleMania during WrestleMania weekend, they are very loud. They are very, very knowledgeable. I've been there. It's actually an amazing atmosphere. With that said, how will they respond to NXT 2.0? That's the big question. Will they even show up? And that sounds weird to say, but yesterday we started itemizing and lining out all of the events that are happening during WrestleMania weekend. And the question in my mind is, would somebody who came to attend WrestleMania want to attend NXT Stand and Deliver earlier that day and then head over to the venue for night one of WrestleMania? We're obviously going to find that out. I don't see them housing NXT Stand and Deliver in a large arena. I just don't see that happening. I see it happening in a small venue, much like we see what's happening with NXT in its current space in Orlando at the Performance Center. I don't see this being on the NXT takeover level that we once saw just because you don't have the kind of talent to do that. So that's where I think we'll likely see a Dolph Ziggler show up. We may see some other folks who are helping out. Now, I'll also say it'll probably be some WWE superstars who are not part of WrestleMania Night 1. 
So this will get very, very interesting. Obviously, we'll see some things shape up, but uh, interesting times for NXT. But NXT Stand and Deliver is happening for sure. WrestleMania Saturday in Dallas with times and locations yet to be named. With that said, last night on NXT, we saw the opening of the Women's Dusty Cup. And I'm going to start by saying this. The whole idea of the Dusty Cup is to obviously give established tag teams the opportunity to really get involved in a great tournament and ultimately get a shot at the tag team championships. In the past couple of years, there have been some teams that have been kind of thrown together while there have been a few established teams. In this version of the Women's Dusty Cup, there's really only one established team. You could argue maybe a second. That one being uh, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. They were in the Dusty Cup last year. Everybody else is kind of a makeshift team or a team that's been literally thrown together. And so it started off with a team that I think is one of the favorites, that being Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray. Both of them have dominated the women's singles division in NXT and NXT UK. And now they're teaming up and they teamed up against Amari Miller and Lash Legend. So I want to park right there and discuss Lash Legend. Have you noticed, if you've been watching NXT, that Lash Legend kind of disappeared from NXT? When NXT 2.0 began, we started seeing these uh, vignettes slash talk show moments with Lash Legend, and that was obviously supposed to lead to a great in-ring career. Lash Legend is a former WNBA player who accomplished some pretty big things while in the WNBA. Her birth name is Anriel Howard, but she's known as Lash Legend. But one of the reasons you haven't seen her on NXT TV has everything to do with a match that folks talked a lot about, but we didn't talk about. So let's talk about this match. There was a match that happened on 205 Live back in December of 2021. Lash Legend versus Saray. It was her second match. And the internet streets were talking because Lash Legend just did not do a great job in that match at all. In fact, the word on the street is that the match was heavily edited in post to present something that the WWE could be proud of. I'm personally surprised that they actually even aired the match, given how bad even the edited version of the match was. Proof that Success in one sport doesn't necessarily translate to another sport. Of course, Lash Legend coming from the WNBA as a basketball player. Yes, athletic, but different skills are needed in the world of pro wrestling. And it does not look like she has the kind of footwork and the like, at least not yet, to be able to be on a stage even like NXT. So we haven't seen Lash Legend since December of 2021. All of her vignettes stopped. It certainly seemed like there's more work for her to do. And so she ends up in this tag match last night with Amari Miller. Ironically, Amari Miller was her first opponent, which she apparently decimated on 205 Live, which is where they thought she might be a good opponent for Saray. With all of that said, 
it was kind of challenging watching Lash Legend, admittedly, last night in this tag match against two great veterans. I think they covered some things well. I just don't know if she's the right fit right now. And I know we're very supportive of our African-American superstars. At the same time, I think we have to call a spade a spade. And I don't know that Lash Legend is ready yet. I think she needs more time. I think there may even need to be a decision in terms of if being an in-ring competitor is for her. Now, if you don't believe me, you can check out the match between Lash Legend and Saray, which is available on YouTube or on the WWE Network on Peacock. And you can go back to last night's NXT and check out that tag team match. And let me know what you think about Lash Legend. Do you think Lash Legend is legendary? Do you think she has a strong future in this business or is she just not ready yet? You let me know. But I do think that the fact that they took her vignettes away and that even when they talked about her last night, they didn't talk about her much. They talked more about her partner, Amari Miller, than they talked about her. So let me know what you think about Lash Legend on the socials. We're going to continue our tag team conversation when we return as we dig into an announcement about the Crockett Cup. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So what are you doing? Well, you know, I got to plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown, and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm going to start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were going to start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But then I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were going to be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perceptions, reality. How do we get on Southern Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm going to do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people. I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. How about that? The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever gonna happen here. A few minutes later, it was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year's going to be mine. COVID. I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it wouldn't read as a book. And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there's a them and there's a you, there will always be a S-H-W. Southern Honor Wrestling is now on IWTV. Relive the biggest moments and memories from SHW's historic first year. Simon Dallas Page is here at Southern Honor Wrestling. 
promotion in the southeast check out southern honor wrestling now at independentwrestling.tv new subscribers use promo code shw to get five free days shw this is our wrestling all right guys so the crockett cup from the nwa is returning and i am super excited about it if you're unfamiliar with the crockett cup the crockett cup is a tag team tournament that really began back in the heyday of the nwa back in 1986 is when the crockett cup began it was known then as the jim crockett senior memorial cup tag team tournament and again it was about 16 teams that were involved over a two-night stint the original winners back in 1986 were the road warriors as they defeated the midnight express Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane in the finals of that event in 1986. 1987 saw Nikita Koloff and Dusty Rhodes, a.k.a. the Superpowers, defeating Lex Luger and Tully Blanchard. And then in 1988, you would see Sting and Lex Luger defeat Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard in the finals of the 1988 tournament. The tournament would then take a rather long hiatus. As a matter of fact, we wouldn't see the Crockett Cup return until 2019 in the rebirth of the NWA. At that point, you had eight teams involved, which included teams from Ring of Honor, CMLL, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. The winners of that year's cup would be Brody King and PCO, known as Villain Enterprise. Of course, Brody King right now is in AEW, part of a great tag team right now with Malachi Black. PCO, of course, former Ring of Honor World Champion, is a part of the Honor No More faction, which is right now in Impact Wrestling. 2020, the Crockett Cup was scheduled to happen here in Atlanta, but then a little thing called the pandemic put that on hold as it put it on hold for 2021. So 2022 is the return of the Crockett Cup. It takes place at the Nashville Fairgrounds, which has a bit of history with the NWA. It was where NWA 70 took place, and NWA 70 is where Nick Aldis defeated Cody Rhodes to win the NWA World Championship and embark on a historic nearly 1,000-day reign as champion. So shout out to the NWA and Nashville Fairgrounds for that history. Well, they're going to be back at the Nashville Fairgrounds for the Crockett Cup, which will take place on March the 19th and the 20th, almost two years to the day of when the Crockett Cup was supposed to happen here in Atlanta. 16 teams strong, and I'll tell you who some of those teams are and how they are set up in terms of brackets. The NWA World Tag Team Champions, La Rebellion, is the first seed, and they'll be taking on a team that will be determined that night. The winners of a fatal four-way match that night will end up battling the tag team champions in the first round. The Briscoes, who are the second seed, the current Ring of Honor tag team champions, they will take on a team yet to be determined. 
Then the OGK, who represents Ring of Honor, will be taking on the Fixers. Doug Williams and a mystery partner take on a team from the Ill-Begotten. Strictly Business, which is Chris Adonis and Tom Latimer, take on the team of Gold Rush, which is Jordan Clearwater and Marche Rocket. The Pope and Mims will take on the Cardonas, which is Mike Knox and VSK. Former NWA World Tag Champions Kratos and Aaron Stevens take on the Dirty Sexy Boys, which is the team of JTG and Dirty Dango, formerly known as Fandango. And then the team of Paro and Odinson, that's the end. They will take on the team of Hawks and so those are your 16 teams for the NWA Crockett Cup, which will happen over two days, March the 19th and the 20th. There are still many teams vying for that empty spot, the 15th spot that will take on the Briscoes. It should be a very intriguing time. Again, you can check out the Crockett Cup as it airs live on Fight TV. Both nights are available Or, of course, you can do kind of the super smart thing, which is to buy that NWA All Access Pass. Gives you a year's access into all things NWA. Their old pay-per-views, their current pay-per-views, all things related to NWA Power and any other content they have on Fight TV for only $49.99 a year, which is really the cheapest situation you have for any pro wrestling streaming service at this point. So certainly I think it's going to be a great move if you check out the NWA and uh, the Crockett Cup should be significant, which will also include the NWA world title match between the new champion, Matt Cardona, as he defends against Nick Aldis. And again, we mentioned Nick Aldis, who's done some significant things. He's been the flag bearer of the NWA for well over three years at this point. This is his first rematch at the title since losing it back at NWA 73 in St. Louis against Trevor Murdoch. So this is going to be some intriguing stuff. The NWA continues to do great things. You can check out NWA USA, a great weekly show that they have for free on YouTube. And they have elements of NWA power also on YouTube as well. So check all of that out. And part of the reason that we're being very strategic and intentional about talking about spaces like the NWA and Ring of Honor and several other places that are out there, Impact Wrestling, New Japan, we spend this time talking about it, number one, so that you can see just how lively and thriving the entire pro wrestling community is. There is more to wrestling than the WWE and AEW, and part of our responsibility is to inform you on what's out there and give you the opportunity to be exposed to it, and then you can decide if it's your cup of tea. I think that's the cool thing right now about pro wrestling is that there are so many alternatives out there for us as fans that we can pick and choose what we like and then fully support that. So by no means am I saying you have to be a fan of all of the wrestling that's out there. Some of it just won't appeal, and I get it. It doesn't all appeal to me. But whatever does appeal to you, go ahead and be sure to support that. So with that said, make sure you're checking out AEW Dynamite tonight. Should be a fantastic night. They had a great show last week. And it's very interesting to see how AEW continues to push forward without the presence of Cody Rhodes, who we know, of course, Cody Rhodes, or at least we believe he's headed to WWE. It hasn't been officially confirmed, but... The tea leaves seem to say that that's where he's headed. When will he show up? We don't know, but I'm trusting 
that WWE will handle this one right because this is a big one. Speaking of WWE, shout out to AJ Styles as we announced yesterday on the socials who has signed a multi-year deal making him in excess of $3 million a year. And so it's interesting because we haven't talked about the WWE's signings this year or re-signings for Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and now AJ Styles. Let me say this, when you're in a space where you've made a billion dollars, you can certainly pick and choose who you want. And I think this is a scenario where they are trying to lock in some of the talent that they really believe in. And I'm not mad at that at all. We've spent more time obviously talking about the people they've released, but I think there's equally a big statement in the people that they choose to extend their contracts. And again, who can argue with what Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and AJ Styles have meant to the modern era of the WWE? Three guys who 10 years ago, none of us imagined would be in WWE. So I think there's a lot to be said for that. Congratulations to all three of them for signing, for making money, for being able to do what they like in the pace and space that they like it. So shout out to them. And so again, tonight, AEW Dynamite. Tomorrow, you've got Impact Wrestling and NXT UK, which if you have a hankering, for what we knew as NXT in terms of the black and gold brand, you may want to check out NXT UK. They have been unfazed by what happened in terms of the remake of NXT 2.0. And while I don't believe we'll be seeing NXT 2.0 versus NXT UK anytime soon, I think you should do yourself a favor and get caught up with what's happening on NXT UK because it is fire. And speaking of fire, the British wrestling scene right now is kind of amazing. With progress being back in front of fans and with NXT UK being back in front of fans, there are some matches that are happening that are just like, holy cow. Swerve, a.k.a. Shane Strickland, is headed over there. There's an amazing match scheduled to happen between Cara Noir, who is the Progress World Champion, and Jonathan Gresham, the Ring of Honor World Champion. Like, so much is happening right now, and it's really, really exciting. So we're going to continue to stay on our proverbial post and keep you posted with what's happening in the wonderful world of pro wrestling. All right, guys, with that said, we're really going to get out of here. Have an absolutely amazing day. And one last thing. This really is the last thing. Shout out to our good brother, John Murray, the fourth horseman, as we call him here on The Faction. If you have not heard, he is the new executive producer of the brand new talk show titled Sherry, which is hosted by Sherry Shepard. If you pay attention to the talk show world, Sherry Shepard has been filling in for Wendy Williams on The Wendy Williams Show. She's done such a great job. Plus, Wendy Williams has not been in really good health to be able to host a show. So the decision has been made to give Sherry her own show and pretty much transition a number of the people who worked on Wendy's show over to Sherry's show. But of course, the big shout out to our good brother, John Murray, for now being the executive producer of the new show, Sherry. Keep your eyes and ears out for it as it officially debuts in September, but he's actually working on the show right now. So shout out to my good brother, John Murray. All right, we're out of here. Have a great day, guys. Until next time, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Class, and the official EP, 
Yeah, that's what we're going to call him now. He's the fourth horseman. He's the EP. He's John Murray. My name is Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. Salute my people. Here we go. Salute my people.